what it is. I'm always going to be <laughs> hot, Tom. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm awful like that. I've I've always been that way. I just can't not. <laughs> it's I wish it wasn't the case. So I, I have I have went ahead and flipped the flipped the switch. So we're good. I'm I mean I'm not hot, but I'm not cold, so I'm good. Uh, and of course it's going to be like you know we just we only had freezing cold weather mm-hmm. with. You know, it'll eight be in inches the 50s tomorrow. <laughs> Do what? I said it'll be in the 50s tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm glad. Hopefully the snow will melt. <laughs> and then less having to worry about getting around town. Exactly. I'm just, I'm, exactly. I, I've, I've, dug, I've dug cars and stuff out of the driveway mm-hmm. enough this week that I'm, I'm over it. Okay. Well, and you're out for, do they even scrape your street streets or anything? So, so I'm, I, yes, we, uh, we do. Oh we, yeah, they actually you're do real Carbondale. Well. Do I? Hunt, Hunt Road is part of, it's in the mile and a half for Carbondale. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and, and the, the trick with our road, I think it does get, um, a little bit of extra attention from the snowplows because there's two massive hills mm. that lead down the road. So when, if it wasn't for snow plows coming through and doing all of this, there would be no ability for people to get in and out of that road. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited my, to see where we can go in conversation and see if I can convince you out of not thinking you're an interesting person with a lot to say. Carolyn. Hey, you know, and, and I won't say I'm not an interesting person. I'm just not a very um, extensive speaker. I'll mm-hmm. say. I say what I'm going to say and I'm done. You know, I don't need to elaborate for 10 minutes on what I have to say. Is that, have you always been like that? Or is that something you've developed in, much. in the midst of life? Or Pretty much. And, you know, working at uh, SIU, I'll say, I was on lots of committees, lots of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, being in a meeting where you have to sit and listen to somebody give a soliloquy for 10 minutes when what they could have said would have taken two <laughs> I've learned that soliloquies don't usually work well. (laughs) So say what you're going to say and be done with it, (laughs) basically. Uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, because you you do so much nonprofit and volunteer work. Is that part of what makes being involved in so much activity manageable is just being to the point? Yes. (laughs) That's it. That's that's it. That's we just need the one word answer. Yes. You said yes or no questions. Yeah. You got your yes or no questions. Yeah. And you know, once again, I guess I, I one of my big things is timeliness. Mm-hmm. I believe God is so gracious. He gives us all 24 hours in every day. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how we use that 24 hours. Yeah. I don't want to sit in a meeting and, again, listen to your 15-minute soliloquy when you can say it in two minutes and we're done. Then if you want to visit with the other people or express your issues to the other people, fine. But don't waste my time repeating the same thing mm-hmm. over and over or saying, I agree with that. Okay, so, so what? You agree. No, no problem. You know, move on. <laughs> that That's just me. Uh, I love it. I love it. And uh, that is, oh, if I can press the button right. And that is episode 39 
of the WTF Carbondale podcast, where I try and get the camera to focus um, <laughs> while we talk to interesting people oh. about their interesting lives and tie it all back together with this little place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. Uh, with me this evening, this afternoon, um, it's the internet. It could be any time at any point here, right? Uh, is Carolyn Harvey. Uh, this conversation is part of the series of conversations with folks who are running for city council uh, here in 2021 in Carbondale. Carolyn Harvey is a seated councilwoman. Uh, she is so many things in this town. Um, most anything, I, I would say, um, out front of it, behind it, wherever it may be. I love, I love the the year and a half before COVID hit, where it felt like everywhere I went, Carolyn Harvey wasn't just there. Carolyn Harvey was there working. Am I supposed to respond to that? I mean, yeah, if you'd like to. You know, I, I guess you just shut it down if you want to. No, no. I mean, you know, it, it's all about what we can do for others. Yeah. It's not about Carolyn. It's about others. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Right? And and I and I come out and I say it as, you know, the excitement to see Carolyn in these different places um, just – just saying, oh, okay, you know, I'm I'm here, but she's she's really there. But understanding that the the purpose of there, right, is mm -hmm. is never the individual, but the outcome of whatever the action may be. Yeah, and it's never the I've got to be out front so you can see me. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help uh, do what I can do and move on. Yeah, and you know, I just think that for me, I realized how blessed I am. I realized that there have been people in my life who helped me. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is my duty to try to pass that on or to help someone else. No. So, you know, Carolyn is, Carolyn doesn't matter. It's the bigger picture. It's just a good feeling. Yeah. I, I just, and, and, you know, we're, we live in a place where there are so many folks that have, that attention to community as a whole mm -hmm. and, and not to, not to self. I mean, does that, does being able to find other selfless people in your immediate environment, make it more manageable to, to devote your time to these things? That helps, but that's not always the case. Yeah. You know, you always have those people who, again, you know, take my picture or I've got to be out front or I've got to be this or that. Hey, that that's that's not me. I just <laughs> want to do what I can do and move on, like yeah. I said. So, okay. And then sometimes they can't help but be like, "Well, we're gonna have to take your picture, <laughs> Carolyn. You you do need to, you do have to be in the picture." You're yeah. like, "Oh, fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Uh, so um, we were talking a little bit as as we were getting into the conversation here of of what brought you to Carbondale, and you were talking about you know having so many people help you in, in life along the way and, and giving back to folks was, was coming to Carbondale, uh, something that was, that was also just kind of a, a helpful, uh, you know, activity in life or was it like, okay, I'm, I'm looking this direction and I can go here or, or what a little bit more context on, on kind of the, the story that you were sharing with me as, as we were, as we were getting into this. Well, my coming to Carbondale was, I guess I'll say coincidental. It was not the plan, mm -hmm. uh, but once I'm here, 
you know, you, you, you have to deal with what's here. Yeah. So there have been um, people from day one of my arrival in Carbondale who have helped done things for me that I would never expect them to do, yeah. um, who have helped me to become a better person, to realize that, you know, there is more within me than I could see within myself, I guess. Yeah. So that's always a good thing for people to uh, be able to see um, what, you're, what you can actually become yeah. and then to help you become that. Oh, no, that's just just having somebody see see within you, and I and yeah, I think see that, the potential in you yeah. that you may not see in yourself. So that's that again. That's another part of um, you know. And I think for most people that we don't see all that we can be. It's mm -hmm. easier for other people to see it in us than for us to see it in ourselves. Starting off, so mm -hmm. you know. Does it, it, and it takes a certain level of vulnerability and, and willingness to, to kind of let people in to see more in you too. I mean, is that for, for me, at least if I, if I'm contextualizing this as, as Nathan, I can think of, you know, really up, up until getting, getting married that I, I didn't always let somebody see the whole of of me i mean do you do you feel like that was something that that you would have struggled with in in your younger days of 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 having to let people in to to identify who carolyn harvey is and, and the best in yourself sure hey perfect <laughs> one word answer we're there that's all you need that's all you need <laughs> that's why i'm laughing <laughs> oh man I, I think it translates well though to to just you and you and now and I, I just uh, anytime I've I've heard you engage uh, with folks in in a in a public space, it's like you're looking to to get people to identify in themselves how they can take on mm -hmm. whatever their concerns are around them, because it's not just one person sitting, you know, at a at a dais that can fix everything for right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> identify the problem and then become part of the solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, and then, so did, so, um, what so you went to school, um, did you immediately after school get into working at SIU or did you have some other stuff that you did before mm -hmm. getting into, getting into your, cause you said you, you worked at SIU for 38 years. 30, yes. But before that, I actually, um, worked at a bank here in Carbondale, you, what's now Banterra, mm -hmm. used to be, before it was Banterra, it was First Bank, okay. and before that it was University Bank. I worked at University <laughs> Bank for several years and then at SIU. Oh, that's cool, mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah, and actually starting there, and this would have been in, if I came in 71, that would have been probably in 72. Uh -huh. I started as a part-time file clerk at uh, University Bank, and within two years, I was the head bookkeeper there. Oh wow! Yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. So, where was that? Um, was that also kind of your course of study? Were you no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> but again, that was someone seeing more in me than I could see in myself. Uh huh. Yeah, because that was definitely not on my radar at all. 
Uh, that's, that's why, uh, it, it just, it, it's all coming together in a very short time in conversation where all these things start to snap in and make sense, Carolyn. It's like, all right, head bookkeeper. Okay. Making meetings run on time, right? Where these two things meet <laughs> and, and making sure that, uh, you know, that everything is structured like it needs to be. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that just plays right back into, I, I, I love, Carolyn making process work, mm-hmm. right? That, that is, you know, when, whenever, whenever I've talked to people about just what's going on around town and, you know, if, if we end up talking about uh, city council activity um, and, and what's going on, you know, one of the, one of the chief components of that is always Carolyn Harvey is on it for process and form and function and there's a word that I'm looking for here that I'm missing right now that that directly relates to how meetings run. But that's mm-hmm. essentially what I'm thinking of. Right. Like and and listening to you talk about, you know, where where some of these components come from being short and sweet and straight to the point mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being being able to to get to get a meeting to have a move on <laughs> it all makes sense and i'm just sitting here talking real long form trying to eat up an hour hoping that i know that I i'm gonna have just some straight one word answers yeah well hey it can be more than one word i was just kidding with that but <laughs> it, it won't be an hour like, yeah. so but okay um so uh so what drew you to to siu was it just there there was a good opportunity and and whatever benefits and all the all right. the value of working for the school may have mm-hmm. been at the time was that just kind of an kind of an easy decision to say hey better opportunity here got to go yeah well and actually I might I worked at a bank and then I worked for myself for I was the first um black Mary Kay consultant in southern Illinois wow did that for a few years and then decided you know, I really should be working for someone instead of myself, which is kind of a different slant on things. Mm-hmm. But yes, the opportunity at SIU came up. Um, I took a job at SIU and moved on from there. What was it like? I mean, are, are you comfortable exploring and talking about being the first black Mary Kay consultant in Southern Illinois and, and sure. what that experience was like? Mm, okay. What's your specific question? Well, I mean, it just, you know, having being being uh a black woman uh in uh this business where you uh would as a salesperson going door to door trying to connect with folks and make a sale could experience the less than favorable components of okay being (laughs) okay well first is it's not door to door okay it's more um you know someone and you refer me to them. Uh So with that, um, my belief is I take people where they are and move forward. I don't care what you've done in the past. I can't change that. I can only change what you do today or tomorrow. Yeah. So I will say I did not encounter people who were negative towards me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yes, I, I went to some places where you would think I wouldn't go, but... I went (laughs) specific places, little communities that um, would have no black people living there. Mm -hmm. You know, if I had a referral, sure, I would go. Um, But, you know, that that's just a matter of 
being prayerful and saying, Lord, protect me. Now, That's all I can do, you know. Have you always been a very spiritual person as well? I am a believer in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, so yes, and awesome. always, okay, sure. I was brought up, as they say, in the church, mm -hmm. so yes. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. That's great. I mean, and, and you know, whether, and this is this is something that, that Claire and I had talked about, um, you know, uh, when when she did mine was just about, you know, how, how and, and we may have not caught it on tape, but uh, in general banter beforehand, talking about whether whether or not somebody may be a believer in Christ, that mm -hmm. there are so many components and underpinnings to Christianity as a religion, as a guiding light, as a way to live your life and mm -hmm. cherish those around you and take care yeah. of folks mm -hmm. around you. And I mean, that you feel like you take away the, the best components of that uh, as a, as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ? Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, we have to see each other as he sees us. Yeah. You know, he is kind and gracious and loving towards us. So therefore, if we believe in him, then we have to be the same. You know, we do for you or other people treat you the way that I want to be treated. That is, is it, is that, I'm real bad. I haven't <laughs> been to church in a while, Carolyn. Bear with okay, me. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not about going to church. It's about what you believe. That's that. That is you know. fair. That is fair. Um, is love you know love love thy neighbor? Mm -hmm. If that was that was that Ten Commandments or was that uh, just part of Scripture? I don't I don't recall. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, if you believe that, it doesn't matter if it's the, Ten Commandments or not. But loving your neighbor or the other person yeah. as yourself, which means you do for them, you sacrifice for them as you would for yourself or you would want others to do for you. But that's fair. No, mm -hmm. and, and you're right. I I think it doesn't wow. That's that's a that opens your mind up, right? When you say it doesn't matter where it is. The fact is if you believe it and you act on that, mm -hmm. that's that's what matters. That's yeah. the point of the lesson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that's wonderful. What um, what do you do? You go to church in town? Yes, I'm a member at Rock Hill Baptist Church. Okay, so Reverend Logwood. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. I got it. I've I've got it. I've got to get Reverend Logwood on the podcast as well. He I just mm -hmm. feel like he's got another one of those very interesting Carbondale stories. Yes, and most definitely. Voice to boot. I just Rev's voice is just one of those very calming, welcoming. Like, mm -hmm. just put you at ease when you hear him start to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch a little bit of one of his sermons on, on Facebook Live a, a couple weeks ago, and I was oh, just like, okay. I needed this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I needed this this morning. Oh, man. Um, so 30, 38 years at SIU. Mm -hmm. did, you, did you start out in kind of the same place where you, where you ended at SIU over <laughs> your career, or was it a went through a lot of different places at SIU? Uh, I actually, I don't, is that a yes or no question? Uh, no, that, no, <laughs> that was no. not. That was not. <laughs> I actually, my first job at SIU was in the Bursar's office. Uh -huh. uh, worked there for almost six months. Uh, decided that was not the place for me. Mm -hmm. um, moved from there to 
the Division of Continuing Education, mm -hmm. stayed there for approximately 35 years, loved working there, loved the people, loved the mission, loved what we did there. Mm -hmm. um, the university decided to actually split that department into two parts. Mm -hmm. uh, when they made the split, I went with, we did credit and non-credit activities. Mm -hmm. So I was went, went with the credit area, so I moved from continuing education to the registrar's office, okay. and the registrar's office is where I retired from. So what, what was the continuing education activity at SIU like for the time that you were there? I mean, is that's that's more of kind of like the professional development, like you need credit hours that right. go behind a license or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, well, we actually did. There were two areas in continuing ed. We had credit and credit-free. Mm -hmm. Credit means uh, credit towards a college degree. Mm -hmm. We were one of the first to actually offer online credit courses. Hmm. Uh, when I started there, we were also offering uh, credit towards a college degree to people who are incarcerated in several of the Southern Illinois prisons. Wow. Uh, Non-credit would be camps, workshops, conferences, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so two different areas that worked um, separately but had the same mission. That's, I, I, the, the incarcerated education activity is something that, that I'm pretty interested in. Do you, do, you, does, do you have any stories from over the years that stands out of successes that came out of some of that activity? Actually, no, I have actually not a success story, but okay. I'm sure there are some. Uh, I was actually very disappointed when we stopped offering those classes. Mm -hmm. um, I won't get into why. Yeah. There's a lot of political stuff behind that, mm -hmm. I think. But um, I want to say I had only worked there for maybe four or five years, okay. and they actually stopped offering the courses to those who were incarcerated. Ah, that's a shame. And exactly. It's, yeah. Because they definitely needed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, people, people miss the, you know, what, what is actually needed in a, in a system of incarceration, right? It's not the incarceration itself. Isn't supposed to be the punishment. You aren't supposed to go into a prison so that you can be treated poorly uh, as part of the punishment. The punishment is separation from society for a given point in time of whatever a court determines. Mm -hmm. And like to provide somebody education and resources to, to, you know, better themselves while incarcerated, that actively works against the problems that our prison system exists with. Well, we can provide education. You can provide them the academic education, mm -hmm. which is what we're speaking of, or you can provide them with the street education, mm -hmm. which is what they're left with when you take away the academic education. No. It's a shame. Exactly. Um, well, on, on the other side of it, going through some of the online credentialing. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're used to a very different online world now than what existed 30 years ago, really. Right. I mean, was, was this something that, um, was, was difficult to launch over the course of time and, and make accessible and, and did it take time to catch on or was it something that felt like it fit naturally into the work that was already occurring out it, of the office? It felt very natural to work with it. Uh, we actually offered a lot of those online classes were offered at to military personnel. Okay. People in the military at the bases, we had professors that would go to the military bases and do the classes or they could take them online. Okay. So and and actually the online was available to anyone. So not just military. 
cool. But yeah, it was it was um, you know looking back at it, I say it was interesting to be on what I'll call the cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, and it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, we we don't really uh, you know always always. Put SIU on a pedestal as as mm-hmm. being that university that serves military folks very well as well, but it feels like this was a core component to mm-hmm. how SIU has built its identity around being able to service veterans, exactly. whether yes. they're currently you know serving or once they're finished with their service. Mm-hmm. Very neat, very neat, and and just you know even though unfortunately the the service to to incarcerated populations was not. Um, was not a, a long-term activity for the time that you were there, but it's people miss the the tie-in together between you know the the reality is somebody that's in the military or somebody that's incarcerated is still working through an institution, right? Uh, and and the similarities of simply having to exist and operate within a structured institution like mm-hmm. that, uh, there's there's more similarities than there probably are differences in mm-hmm. a, in a lot of cases for folks. Yeah, oh, that's neat. Oh. Sorry, I'm I'm digging I'm digging deep, Carolyn. I'm I'm trying to find what are the right avenues to, no <laughs> to have you jump down and what you what you like to talk about. Um, do you do you have do you have hobbies and stuff that uh, that are that are outside of you know just just doing community work and contributing? Is there anything that you that you love to do? I'm thinking of Jess specifically. We talked a little bit about how he loves to cook, and that was something that I didn't know about him until. <laughs> Cooking? No, my husband cooks and I eat, so that works well. <laughs> um, I like doing, um, I like to read, mm-hmm. and I like Sudoku. That's my release, I guess, <laughs> my downtime. Um, I like volunteering because I like helping people. Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically it. I don't do any of the cooking or gardening, and, you know, that's just not me. Not a motorcycle rider? No. Yeah, that's okay. that's okay. I was I was just no. seeing if we could go for a cruise sometime. No. <laughs> no. Um the uh so so do I mean it just it all it all seems like it keeps coming back to math too. Mm, Have, I like math. Mm-hmm. Did you were you were you interested in math and 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 good at math from a young age? Was it something you got mm. into in college or just I guess yes to all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Step I mean, by step. you know, um and and I guess the the math thing is numbers don't change. Uh huh. You know it it's it is what it is. Yeah. So it's very um, cut and that's it. So yeah. yeah. Matter of fact. Yes, matter of fact. I, yes. I. Mm-hmm. This is this is the cool part about these conversations that I was really looking for and like why why I wanted to do this right. It's kind of explore what makes somebody the the person that they are and, and share that um, with the broader community through media and, and the, the different, the different things that you're sharing about, about math and, and um, you know, being a very straight to the point person, it all kind of comes together and it's like, makes a very clear picture of like, Oh, okay. I get Carolyn a little bit better okay. now. Like it, it for no pun intended things add up. Thank but you. I'm Dutch. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll forgive you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, no, and it, and it was neat. Um, I really appreciated when when we were kind of putting this together 
that that you were already somewhat uh, aware having having known that uh, that Jenna had done the podcast mm-hmm. and we had talked about you a little bit yes. and oh um, oh yeah yeah we did okay. talk about you just just a little bit on the podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> we were we were talking about volunteerism and 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 you as an influence on on her and I know you'd said that she was just a really good student worker Great. for you and yeah she was one of the best I ever had yeah and. And it's just, it's cool to see how people kind of grow. And again, you go back to people have seen the best in you, but you've seen the best in people and where those mm-hmm. people go after you've had a chance to, to, to kind of inspire some, some light in folks. And I think Jenna's a, a real good example of that, just from the book writing and the mentoring of, of other young folks in the business world through, through education and, and whatnot. It's just a, uh, Mm-hmm. it's neat to see where you have an impact and where people go from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, bear with me, Carolyn. I'm just, I'm just thinking you've got, <laughs> it, okay. I'm halfway in a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, I'm not, we're not going to talk that long. And I'm thinking, how do I, <laughs> how okay, do I you'll cut all it? of this part out though, right? Do what? Is this part being cut out? Oh, just where I'm just where I'm kind of meandering and chattering. Mm-hmm. I, it, I usually just leave it in, but if you oh, want me to no cut problem. stuff out. Okay, no problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're, pushing, we're pushing 30 minutes, so I feel like I'm halfway there to my, oh, wow. to my hour. If I, if I get to 40 minutes, I'll be, okay. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be happy with it. Um, do you, uh, how, how, did you, how did you meet your husband? Then? Do you mind if I ask like, the person, like, just, a, just a little bit on, on that end of things? Because that was a big smile. So, I mean, that's, that's at least a plus side. You weren't just like do, do big you want frown. My version of the story or his version of the story? Ooh, I would like both if you could tell. No, them. I'll no. give you my version, which is actually the way it happened. <laughs> and, and it's not anything whatever. We met at a party, uh-huh. and that was it. And he says that at that party... He and his friend were there, and he told his friend the night that we met, I'm going to marry that woman, <laughs> and which became a self-fulfilling prophecy. We were married less than a year later. Ah, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, uh. he's a very persistent man. <laughs> very persistent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, you, did you give him the cold shoulder at first? Oh, my gosh. I told him, don't bother me. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Very persistent. Oh, yes. that's funny. That's funny. Is is uh, is the persistence a, a trait that you greatly valued in him, and, and may, maybe still to do to this day? No, no. <laughs> You're like I'm just ready for him to calm down. No, well, he. I mean, he's not as I won't say as persistent now, but um, you know, persistence is something that means you really believe in what you're you're doing yeah so that i do admire yes good Mm -hmm. good no that's a that's a reasonable connection Mm -hmm. between (laughs) between the two components that Mm -hmm. you're you're truly devoted to Mm -hmm. committed to what you're doing and you know as as a wife sometimes you need to know that what i say is correct not what you say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but being persistent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn that lesson one day. Yes. It's the sooner you learn it, the better your marriage will be. <laughs> yes. And remember, happy wife. Happy life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's a, would, um, 
Did uh, did he work at SIU as no. well, or what's uh, he did as a student? But he his degree is in uh, industrial technology. Oh wow! So awesome. he worked for uh, Consolidated Coal in Pinckneyville uh -huh. for several years, and then he worked for ISP Chemical Company in Calvert City, Kentucky, for about twenty five years. That's great. Yeah. Was that is it, so? Would would he commute to? To work and every day, every day. When you have a good wife to come home to. That's right. <laughs> is that is that about an hour and fifteen minutes, or is uh, that a longer drive? Ninety minutes one Nin way. Whew. Yeah. It's devotion. Yeah, and I, I want to say in the twenty-five years or so, he only did not come home maybe three times. <laughs> Once was when we had that terrible snowstorm and the interstate was closed, uh -huh. and the other two, I don't even remember. But yeah, he would come home every night. That's phenomenal. Or every day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the time was working out. Exactly. Ah, that's real neat. Oh, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, the industrial engineer and people, you know, if if you don't if you don't see it, it it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, you think about industrial park spaces all over town, and how you know Intertate Polymer Group, right, mm -hmm. over in in Millennial or Millennium or whatever it may be, the, the second industrial park there. It's like, who are the folks that are in there doing that? It's people mm -hmm. that have similar backgrounds to what yeah. your husband does mm -hmm. in the in the, in the the engineering world. And yeah, he actually worked at the chemical company. He actually worked in their lab. They produced several commercial products, so he worked in their lab. Did yeah. he ever have any patents or anything like that uh, uh, shown to him, or was he just kind of no. doing the science day-to-day? -day? Yeah. Okay. That's, I dig that. Mm -hmm. I dig that. And, and it's, again, you know, that's, that's where the core of business happens. Mm -hmm. People that, you know, people think of business, oh, well, there's, there's just this thing that exists and then there's people that sell it and whatever else, but they don't think about who's on the back end really putting these things together. Yeah. Making <laughs> sure that it all lines up the way it should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think that's what makes him a good cook as well? I don't know. I just think that it makes him a good cook because he cooks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just that he does it, period.com. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he cooks. <laughs> so. Uh, I got to get, I got to get past the microwave. If I want to have, oh, if please. I want to have your wife, I've got to. Yeah. <laughs> please get past the microwave. <laughs> yeah. The only thing good for the microwave is popcorn. It's reasonable. I don't think we can live off popcorn alone. Yeah, I think, no. I, I think me and Peyton could live off popcorn alone. I don't think <laughs> that, uh, that Marie and Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be in trouble. Uh, no, that's cool. Did he, uh, um, so always having to do the, the commuting. I mean, is, was that, it, maybe that was ice. That sounded yeah, like ice. I think so. <laughs> um, have you guys always like tried to get the the little the little gas sipper cars and like tiny little oh, cars? Yeah, he's get... always had a smaller car and often brags about, "Oh, I've got two hundred thousand miles on this and it's still going." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So with him, yeah, it was always a small car because of the commute. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fun. That's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it just it interests me. My you know, I grew up my my dad would always commute one way to work an hour from Carbondale to Galatia mm -hmm. to work in a coal mine. Um, I only spent like one year commuting to Cape Girardeau mm -hmm. uh, for work. And I, this, it takes a special kind of person to drive that much. Yes. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Oh, uh, 
and can get around. But mm-hmm. loves the job, loves his family. Yeah. Doesn't mind the drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we have two two children. We have a son and a daughter. My daughter is Nija. My son is Jairus. Now I went to now I I because I, Jairus and I are the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we grad because he graduated two thousand seven, right? Yes, right. Yes. And then w- is your daughter older or younger? Nija's older. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the uh, what what year would she have graduated? Ninety nine. Okay, so she's like yeah. older, older, eight and a half years that, older. That, that would make sense. She's she's more my my cousin's age mm-hmm. than um, so no. Jer- Jerris was always was always real was always real kind to me mm-hmm. in high school. It was you know I, and still see him every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, just happy to happy to see him. And I I said don't don't know your daughter because she's older mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, than I am. Is there is there any excite anything exciting that's that's going on in the kids' world these days? Do you have do you have grandbabies all running around or no my philosophy has always been i want to be a mother-in-law before i'm a grandmother all right and i'm not a mother-in-law yet. there you go so (laughs) no (laughs) no grandbabies yet not too bad not too bad you've you've instilled the right the right values (laughs) in the in the kids to to wait to bring you to bring you the grandbabies until it's the right time for me but you know that's their decision that was just the way uh, I would say I would like for you to do things. Right. Whether or not you do it that way is totally up to you. <laughs> I was a little out of whack in, in my stuff, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ultimately happy with the way things have panned out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you just gotta gotta take care of the kids. Were um, were were you always were were you the type that that was interested in in being a mother and having kids? Was it? No. <laughs> Oops, uh, I knew that was going to happen, uh, but no to that. No, and you you can if you let it ring, it's fine. Okay, we're good. I, I'm, I'm I'm buzzing up here too. I forgot to shut mine off, so okay. we're good. Yeah, actually, my my plan was actually to um, adopt children at a certain point, uh-huh. but that never happened. So yeah. um, I have two beautiful, unplanned, I'll say, children. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's uh, that's good. I, I I myself I don't think that I was a I was a planned baby. My kids weren't planned baby. Some sometimes the the surprise gifts are the best gifts of all, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> or at Most least that's definitely. what you tell them so they don't feel so bad. Hey, <laughs> well you know, yeah, we we were married for seven years before I had Nigel. Oh shucks, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you guys were well settled into exactly. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Are you a are you a do you ever have a were you a, a pet person at all? Dogs, cats? Our family had a pet, mm. a dog. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't sure that was a. I, I myself am, am not a pet person, but you never know with with these days, right? All the all the millennials and, and Gen Z generation no. folks are like, well, we'd rather have pets than have kids, and that's no, no. <laughs> no. And our, my family's dog was an outside dog. Yes. So not one of those pampered inside dogs that can only eat certain food and who <laughs> goes to get haircuts and nails trimmed and all that. Right. <laughs> no. the, the dog's outside is not come that around kind when of you daddy. come outside and Yeah. <laughs> no, it was very much grown up the the same way. Maria Maria hates it. She's she she wants 
the cats in the house and I don't yeah, do no. the cats in the house. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I don't no. it's like inside is for humans. <laughs> yeah. uh, I connect with that. I connect with that a lot. Um, Chuck's Carolyn. I'm I'm struggling. Hey, we're, I mean, what else is there to say? Ah, there may not. Not be. much. I'll, I'll <laughs> just straight to the point. Uh, is there is there any is there any uh, particular? You're you're popular too today. <laughs> okay. Um, is there is there any anything that stands out right now? Uh, stuff that you've been working on, something that you are working on that that you've been really excited to just be part of. I mean, I, I'm thinking specifically like the the warming center. Mm-hmm. I had Carmelita on to to talk, uh, you know, s- several months ago. Uh, actually, it was it was funny. I, I reached out to her, and then the next day, Gary was like, "Hey, you should reach out to Carmelita and talk mm-hmm. to her about the yeah. warming center." I was like, "Cool, your your support is exactly what I needed to really convince her to come in here." Okay, um, you know his what has what is working on that project been like for? I am just so extremely proud of Carbondale yeah. for um, the way the citizens of Carbondale have supported the warming center. Yeah. You know, it's a place where we would all hope that we would never have to use the the services that are offered by the warming center. Mm-hmm. But it's so good to know that those services are there if we need them. Yeah. So the the community of Carbondale has just rallied around the warming center. Um, I am just, I think, just ex- like a proud parent, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Extremely proud of how we have just... Um, come to the call, met the call whenever it went out. You know, recently we said when the temperatures dropped last week or the week before that we would open up another part. We have gotten really good support with that. So I'm just very, very grateful that, again, we see how blessed we are. Yeah. But you never know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. You know, we we see that we have, or I'll say I see, that I have a home with a roof over my head and food on my table today. But who knows what tomorrow will be? Mm-hmm. You know, perfect example, the people in Texas last week. Yeah. You know, who would have thought that my apartment would be flooded and I didn't have a place to live or I had no water or no heat in my apartment, mm-hmm. you know, or my home. So the services are there. I'm just grateful that we can offer those services. I'm grateful for the citizens for their support for the city and how the city has supported it and the volunteers and, you know, even to the people who come there to receive the services. I'm really grateful for Carmelita also. I'm just amazed at how she treats everybody like they're somebody. Yeah. You know, you're not just a homeless person off the street. You are a person that she cares about and takes care of when you come there. It was it was really wonderful getting to to hear her story and yeah. and just you know you you really do understand that that the summation of these projects that occur that that help folks are because of again like we've talked about a couple times here the how people have helped the people that are now helping. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. just 
you know, in anybody, you know, I, I think that's just a good moral of, of this conversation that anybody that thinks that, you know, the little bit of help or the lot of bit of help that they're putting out into the world now may not make an impact. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we know where we are today. Blink and tomorrow's here and you never know what tomorrow has in store for you. You know, what you do for, you may think you're doing for somebody other than yourself today. You mm-hmm. may be in their shoes tomorrow yep. and need those services or, you know, it could be you. Or it could be your sister, your brother, your child, your mother. You know, so, yeah, I think the warming center is just one of the one of the things that I'm I'm very proud of right now. Mm-hmm. Good, and like you said, it's it's something that's a, a point of pride for the whole community, mm-hmm. and it's most and definitely it really really worthwhile there. Yeah. Well, is there is there anything that that I you know I, obviously I haven't gone gone all the way around the world on on our conversation, but is there anything that uh, you know that that I'm missing that you would want to share anything that you would like to guide me into talking (laughs) about. You're like, no, Nathan, I've already talked enough. (laughs) And you know, I, I guess to me, the, the thing I would want, um, those to know is that, you know, I'm running for city council for the third time. Yeah. Um, I, I want to I want to win or I wouldn't be running, of yeah. course. Um, and I would encourage people to vote for me because I think I have a or I would like to be the voice of what I call the average everyday citizen. Yeah. You know, I'm not high and mighty. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm Carolyn. And I'm always just Carolyn. I want to listen to what. Uh, the citizens have to say, and then try to put that into practice. Awesome. Thank you, Carolyn. And that is episode thirty-nine. Oh, there we go. As I get it to, as I get it to focus in here, a little bit shorter than the normal podcast. A little bit too much talking from me, uh, probably. But that's because the answers are direct to the point when you're talking. <laughs> With Carolyn Harvey, uh, <laughs> uh, another one of the interesting people living an interesting life uh, in this little place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois, uh, and another part of the 2021 City Council Candidate Series uh, that we're doing this podcast for so that uh, folks out there can get to know uh, the folks uh, that are running just a little bit better uh because they you know we're we're all your friends we're all your neighbors uh you know just like carolyn said uh she's she's the everyday person that is there uh and accessible uh and that's worth knowing so uh have a good one folks whatever that one may be <laughs>